It's Drew and Prairie Wife on this fantastic Wednesday, and today uh, my longtime friend Scott McAdams is back from Ukraine where he spent four months uh, running missions, uh, really helping people get out of the war areas and supply some folks. And Scott, thanks for uh, coming in here this morning. I appreciate it for you having me here. Prairie Wife, you and Scott were kind of chatting about some of the things that he did, and he was showing you places that that he went and it's it's mesmerizing and so many questions i cannot wait scott thank you first of all for the work that you've done over there and for being willing to talk about it because i think you're going to offer an amazing perspective to our listeners about what's really happening over there in the springtime you jumped on a plane and you went to ukraine and what was your original mission when when you were headed there my my original mission was the same the same, whenever a friend of mine had reached out, actually it was a Howe organization. It was Rob File that actually reached out to me and said, hey, Scott, uh, would you like to go to Ukraine with me and help? I said, yes, I would like to. Uh, but once I get over there, I'll, I'll get a vehicle and I'll be in Ukraine and I'll be extracting people as needed. So really your mission was to go and assist however you could, but then you had a, a, a different plan where you were going to go and literally – pull people out that were in trouble. That is correct, because um, I know the dictatorship and what's going on. I mean, I've dealt with it back whenever he he hit Bosnia as well, because I was on the QRF team for Macedonia whenever they were uh, the refugees were flowing into Macedonia from, from Bosnia and stuff. So I understand the logist part of it. So I just want to make it clear for our listeners, in case you haven't picked up on this, Scott is ex-military. He's been trained how to do this safely. This is not, you know, someone like me who's just going over and like, I'm going to get in a car and help people. Right. Uh, Scott, you spent 24 years in the U.S. Army. You did multiple tours of duty in Iraq and Afghanistan and Bosnia. You were, you, you've been in the thick of it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have been. And it's just something I've always loved helping people. Uh, you told me a story that your mom said when you were little that you even would go to the extent of almost throwing a fit to help someone else. Yes, at, at the age of six, she's she's seen the passion that I had for for helping people. And uh, a young man or a gentleman was actually walking on the road, and uh, I was very persistent to have her or have them pick him up and drop him off. And it was kind of funny because um, during prior to me actually leaving. And, um, it was my father's prior to my father passing away. I was, I was driving in our hometown and there was a gentleman that was walking over by, uh, the McDonald's there and he was pulling his groceries and I stopped and picked him up and put his bags in and, and took him all the way back over to the Lions Club Park. A couple of months ago, we talked to Scott, you were on the road in Ukraine running one of the missions, but he's a longtime uh, military army, uh, multiple uh, tours of duty in Iraq and Afghanistan and been stationed all over the world serving the country. Uh, you spent four months. Rarely did you take a day off during this time because your mission was to help as many people as possible. That is correct. I did not take any days off. I would run, I mean, in in two and a half months, I calculated over 40,000 kilometers in two and a half months on a vehicle. These yeah. missions that we're talking about, Scott's goal was to go in and get as many people as he could safely out of the Ukraine. Can you just describe for our listeners what it is like to be somewhere that is at war? What were your experiences in Ukraine? What did you see? Well, for one, it's kind of, you know, a lot of people 
respect to you over there. The the Ukrainians are, are really resilient. Uh, I was actually speaking with one of the the young ladies and in, in the interpreter that was interpreting for me. She was actually an older lady. She said that she would rather that the Ukrainians would rather die free than live as slaves. It's amazing to see the resiliency that they had and the, the way that they're fighting. I mean, it's almost like the Civil War. You know, it's, it's kind of like the Minuteman. They would pick up shovels, they'd pick up rakes and start defending their own homeland. And it's really neat. Uh, some of the deep places that I've been in, you know, as we spoke about the, the smells and stuff that you smell, the, the burning of, of vehicles, they literally hit the bombs are exploding, the bombs, the missiles are actually hitting buildings, the the, the smell is it's everlasting. War. Yeah, it's, it's war. As I went to Bucha and was there, I mean, they had already uncovered eight mass graves and, and unknown numbers mm-hmm. of that. And it's just as you're walking through that area, and it's just eerie, very eerie. Um, I don't even know how to describe it, uh, except for maybe as you're walking through a cemetery, and and and. But it's it's worse than that because these these people were tied up, and then they were shot in the head mm. and executed somehow. You, uh, I was on the phone with you, and and we talked a lot through your time there, and you were dodging bomb holes that had exploded parts of road. So you think of all the devastation. Correct, correct. I actually lost my first vehicle that way because uh, I hit one of the, the major potholes and uh, shattered the, the piston in, in my vehicle. And I had to spend almost two weeks in in uh, the eastern part of Ukraine until we were able to get it up and running. One of the things that I found fascinating and had never thought about is you actually have an app that allows you to see what parts of the Ukraine are occupied and helped you to navigate safely. So do you feel like that is one of the reasons why you're back here with us safely? Is that access you have to technology on these missions? I think that the advanced technology that we have, I mean, it's amazing that Google was still working over there. I was able to to utilize Google. Uh, For one, it's hard to get maps anymore. Uh, I have a a map on my phone that that I can work offline. It's a tactical map that I can actually work offline. But but still, um, without Google, that, that live UA map was great because, as I showed you before, it literally shows you per minute uh, where the uh, Russian is occupying, where they're bombing, where, where the, the, the sirens are, are actually, are actually uh, going off in the certain cities, mm. you know, for, for warnings to, to the civilians and stuff. So that's really good. Scott McAdams, retired military, uh, multiple tours of duty in Iraq, Afghanistan, and all over the world stationed. So really, uh, you've been in the, the thick of things since you graduated high school, really, because that's when you, you enlisted in the 90s. You've been to Ukraine four months. You came back for a, a quick spell. You're going to go back to Ukraine to begin and continue running these missions of helping as many people as you can. There's a story that that you tell of a mother and a child that you were able to to help. So yeah, uh, the location that they were living in is is pretty a uh, rough location. Literally, like you had talked about earlier about the potholes and everything. If I wasn't going five to 10 kilometers an hour, I would literally lose my vehicle inside these potholes because it was that bad. And it was a short stretch that I was actually traveling to get to their village. And their village is mainly a, a dirt road and and stuff. And I was able to, to link up with them and uh, at their house, pull them out. 
And once we got on the hardball, the main hardball, and uh, we needed fuel, so we stopped at a at a at the place, and I I went in there. At that time, you were only able to get ten to twenty liters, and I went in there and I said, "Hey, I need more than that. Can you can you give me?" And they gave me fifty liters. I was able to get fifty liters fill up. I happened to look over there, and there is one of these almost like an angry bird, a yellow uh, neck pillow. And I was like, you know, this little boy, just to see the smile on his face would be amazing. So I went over there, I picked it up, and I, I gave it to him, and, and he wore it the whole time. And I actually got a picture <laughs> of it. It was just so cute. So every every person that 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 I extract out, I literally try to treat them. Uh, to once we get into Poland. Uh, before we get them either to the train station or to the airport or wherever, uh, I try to treat them to a nice meal. And and it's mainly pizza because that's the cheapest route to actually go for for me on spending that because I cover the cost of everything uh, for them. And um, and so with this particular family, it was really kind of sweet because uh, we were sitting down and, and the mother leans over and says, can you have this? And, and I was like, mm, are you sure you want to get him that? And she said, yeah. And, and so uh, I went in and got her one as well, too. Well, come to um, – I don't know if she knew that tiramisu is what he ordered. <laughs> Caffeine. And like, yeah. And so uh, I was like, I am so glad that, that they're going to be put in their own hotel room <laughs> yeah. and I'm not going to be there where he's going to be bouncing off the wall. So it was pretty sweet. But the the fun part is there's a good chance that maybe this little boy had never had the opportunity to have pizza or, you know, a gift like that because of where they're living and, and what they're going through right now. Actually, in, in that area, there was nothing. There was nothing. They had a little little farmer's market there and then a, and a little little kind of grocery store that, that was in that village. And uh, the, the bigger village that, that wasn't, it was probably about 45 minutes away or longer. That didn't really have much anything in there as well. Right. So so literally, I mean, this kid, his whole life probably had nothing. And there's a lot more like that. And, and you know, you've ran how many missions do you think to pull people out of, of war-torn areas? If I would have thought about it, I would have count, counted all my stamps from crossing the border between <laughs> Poland and uh, Ukraine yeah. because I have so many stamps that I, I think I need a new passport. Uh, but I, I would say rough, roughly um, uh, over 100. Yeah, over 100 of de- delivering food, supplies, pulling people out. It's well over 100. As far as helping people, it, it's probably over a, over 1,000 because I would take so much food in there and then the food would get dispersed between the, the different villages mm-hmm. up in, in Kharkiv. In Donetsk, we were unable to, to get evacuate all the children from the orphanage at this one area due to the fact that they're special needs. They need certain certain equipment and stuff to actually get them, get them across and they could not move them. And so we were able to supply play uh, that orphanage with a, a lot of food to help them out as well too if you would like to to help out this this mission that continues even though scott isn't there there are other people that are running live free fight tyranny.com is where you can go to make donation and this is uh someone that trusted that you work with that is really fighting not only the battle in ukraine but trafficking also that is correct. So Bill, Bill, and the organization that he has set up is actually dedicated solely to to fighting, fighting uh, trafficking. And and with this war that that kicked off, I also worked with them quite a bit 
not only extracting people out, but going to the train station and watching and seeing these traffickers. I would literally watch these traffickers, and it was kind of kind of scary. I mean, the, you would get a, a single lady, and they would literally uh, swarm around her and try to get her mm. to go Wherever up. people are vulnerable, there's going to be other people taking advantage. Scott, thank you for being the hero that's stepping up to the plate. And while you've rescued hundreds of people, we know that's going to trickle down and continue to more and more. We will have more information in the My Country 95.5 app up later today, so you can have all the direct links to help. Scott, thank you again. Thank you.